morning. Welcome to One Life Community Church. My name is Greg. Um, I, I said all this just a second ago, but I'll say it again. I'm super excited that you're here with us. It's really, really cool. Um, and whether you're joining us in person or online, we are delighted that you are here. Um, let's pray, and then we'll dive into some other stuff. God, I give you great thanks for this day and for your presence in our lives. Um, I pray that you would speak to us this morning, God, in maybe a different way uh, than, than we're used to. Um, but I pray that you would help us uh, connect both with you and with each other. And there just be a rich time of, of delving into your word together. Um, yeah, so spirit, stir, stir and move in us. Ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. As I said in the announcements just a moment ago, we're starting a new sermon series today called Jesus Said. And, you know, and I, I mentioned it briefly, but there, there's a rhythm that happens. You know, we, we spent four weeks or so in, in this season of Advent where we, we sort of step into this practice of waiting and anticipating the arrival of Jesus. And, and most of us are very aware of how to do that. We wait for things all the time in our lives. There's, you know, decisions, moments, there's waiting in line, there's all kinds of things where we wait. Um, but we also do it so that we can, uh, we can connect with people, right? Because we're all in that space in some moment or another. Uh, and there's many people um, who are still waiting um, for something to happen in their lives. And so it's a way for us to enter into that, that practice so we can uh, sort of identify uh, with people, but also that I think when we're in those moments ourselves, we kind of know how to do it um, a, a little bit better. Uh, and then we spent two weeks in Christmas tide, right? And, and we get the song, The 12 Days of Christmas from that season. And, and it's this great two weeks where we celebrate and we sing Christmas songs and it's the arrival that now we're celebrating. It's not the anticipation, but it's happened. And so we got to do that for a couple of weeks, ended up uh, on Epiphany. Um, and it was really wonderful. And now we shift into this ordinary time, but we felt like there was a natural rhythm to spend some time um, listening uh, to Jesus. And specifically, uh, we're going to be looking at some of the things that Jesus said from the book of Luke. Um, and so uh, that's where we're going we're gonna to be at. Um, and I don't know about you. This is, this is sort of a, just a way to introduce the story we're going to be looking at. Um, how many of you have ever gone away like from home or from friends or maybe the town you grew up in, something like that, and then you returned? You came back for a couple weeks, you came back for a weekend, something like that. Most of us have. And how many of you felt, oh, not only am I different, but the people who are here are different, even though some of the, the places we meet in are the same and some of them are not, um, but, but it feels different. And I remember the first time I came back uh, to, to visit my parents when I went away to college. I was at uh, a school on the east side of the state that I'm not supposed to mention very much here, um, but it's Washington State University. And I came back for Thanksgiving. Um, and, uh, you know, so we got that whole week off. So I came back the Friday before Thanksgiving, got home, and I had made plans to go see my friends. And uh, I remember I was walking out the door and my mom was like, hey, so where are you going? I was like, what? Yeah, like, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Great. Do you have any idea what time you're going to be home? Who are you? Like, I have not heard this voice for months, right? Because I just go and come and go as I please at college. But there was this sense of like, oh, yeah, 
And, and they know me in a certain way, right? So when I say, oh, I'm going to go hang out with uh, uh, Scooter and Boom uh, would be the names of my friends at that time. Um, and they called me Stewie, which is a whole long story. But uh, so I was going to go hang out with them. And so I, I said that and they knew exactly what that meant. So there's that familiarity, yet there was this difference. And it, it feels all kind of weird. And so we're going to meet with Jesus in a very similar space. And so I want you to have that idea kind of rumbling around um, in, in your head. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, if you can pass these around. And if you need more, we might need to adjust where these are at a little bit. Um, but that should be enough. And we're going to do a lot of small group stuff today. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to break into groups of three or four. And if you want to be more, I think there'll be enough there. You guys can just pass those around to your group. Um, and, and so there's a lot of stuff to go through. But what I want to do first, and for the online folks, these questions will be up on the screen. But they're also in the notes section um, on our online platform. So if you go into the online platform, there's a notes tab. You'll have all these questions uh, right there. Um, I'm going to read the passage. I put the passage on there for you, too, because you might want to refer back to it. Um, but this is really going to be the most... Uh, of our time today is going to be spent uh, in these small groups. And we're wanting to do that because one of the things we're sensing is that we as a church need some more opportunities to be engaging with each other, right? So it's not going to be every Sunday, but every now and then you might get this feel like, oh, we're doing this. And we're really trying to kind of launch because we feel like we're out of practice. And so we want to kind of kickstart some of those uh, things that we used to do. So, um, I'm going to read the passage. Uh, it is Luke 4, 14 through 30. Uh, the verses also be up on the screen, but you have it right in front of you too. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. And then Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet none of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Okay. 
Lots of stuff there. So now if you break into groups of three or four, you can rearrange the chairs however you need to to help make that happen. And there's a whole bunch of questions on there. I just want you to go through as many as you can. I really want you to be able to take this with you and keep talking about it and working through it over the week. So get through as many of you can in your groups uh, and then we'll come back at the end, share a little bit and, uh, and continue on. But it really is gonna be a big hunk of our time doing this. So get comfortable get cozy and uh, yeah, do lots of good talking. Online people, if you wanna write stuff into the chat area, please do that and we'll uh, take opportunities to share that. The questions will be up on the screen again if you're online or um, they will also be in that notes box. There's more questions than the one on the screen right now but we'll rotate that in a few minutes. All right, ready, break. I just wanna let you know I'm not stopping you uh, but we're gonna go for about seven or eight more minutes. Uh, I know it's fast, so, but again, the goal is not necessarily to finish this, um, but just to get the process going. Like this practice of listening is not something you just drop in and out, right? It's an ongoing thing. So I'm just letting you know where we're at time-wise. So seven or eight more minutes. Okay. So I know you're probably all in different spaces uh, in, in, the, in the middle of things, and that's really, really great. Some of you may still be on question one. Some of you might be done or close to done. That's perfectly fine. Um, what I want to take a few minutes to do, uh, and you can stay, you don't have to move your seats back or anything unless you want to. I just want to take a couple minutes and allow some space just for some people to share maybe a, what is one thing like, oh, that was a, that's kind of a takeaway or something that maybe struck you differently or, or maybe it's the same as it's always connected with you, but just something that always, always does. So we'll take a couple minutes and allow people to share those with the whole group. Um, I'm not gonna, no, I'll pass the mic around, just so people online can, can hear. So if you wanna share something, all right. Well, we recently read the bits about Elijah and Elisha, and I don't think I'd appreciated that they were not Israelites. I hadn't appreciated the otherness of what they were doing. So that was interesting to me, and it was interesting to me that when they thought that Jesus was saying, he's the Messiah, they liked him. And when he said he's for other people, they wanted to throw him off the cliff, mm. which is sort of rather challenging. But I was also reading over Christmas a book about, called Jesus I Never Knew. And he, um, in that, Philip Yancey talks about the fact that the Israelites were really looking for a, a king to overcome the oppression of the Romans at the time. And that's what they were desperate for. Yeah. So here he is in the synagogue saying, I'm going to release you from oppression. So they think he's about to overthrow the Romans. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, oh, but look at the, but no, no, I mean the other people. Mm. So no wonder they were a little bit peed. Right. I think, that's, I oh, think they, yeah. were, they were just suddenly realizing that what they, he was offering them was not what they thought they yeah. were getting. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. Other stuff. We were talking about how the transition happens when they say, isn't this Joseph's son? <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. they want to keep him in his place. We've all kind of, you know, that transition, Stewie. Right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> didn't like, really know that about you. But um, yeah, that you, you kind of have that with family situations. You come back and then you want to be, show that you're different. You've grown yeah. and then you kind of get put in your place. So they're kind of <laughs> like also not happy about that. Yeah, he returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
So he was, you know, different. Yeah. Hmm. Good observation. Yeah. Kind of echoing what Claire said. It's not that they lacked faith in Jesus's power or abilities, but it was a selfish faith. They wanted it to benefit them and only them. Hmm. And I think that's a common mistake. So often we emphasize, oh, we'll just have faith in Jesus or in God and in his abilities. But you also have to understand that that's part of a global vision mm-hmm. that God has. And that mm. it's not about just what benefits us in the moment. Mm. Mm. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And also to, co- to follow on what Julie said, not only was he Joseph's son, he was a bastard as far as they, as far as they thought. You know, mm. he was he was born out of wedlock. Mm. Mm. Not a good thing at that time. Mm. Wow. Yep. I want to make sure you get your steps. So. Yeah, right now I'm getting my steps. Awesome, thank you. Um, one thing that um, I noticed though was that God, even though He has selected the Israelites as His people, He's Jesus is telling them that He is not showing favoritism when he's dealing with us one-on-one. So yes, the Israelites are his chosen people, but when it comes to how he interacts with each one of us, he doesn't have a favorite. He, he wants all of us to be his people. Thank you. I do have one online. Um, says, if I were a member of an oppressed group and someone stood up and told me God was abandoning me in favor of other people, I'd be pretty mad too. Yep. Others. I just don't get the physician heal thyself proverb. I'm still mystified. (laughs) Right. Well, and I mean, as someone who's in a, a field, right, that do you ever encounter people who are like, oh, well, if I'm sure if you get an injury, you just know what to do, right? You, you may be like, well, maybe. <laughs> I'm also hurting, so how it might affect my abilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too, because I thought about the pride that they had. And your question, you know, where are you going? Are you going to be home for dinner? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. when uh, Jesus said, you know, surely you will quote this proverb to me, physician, heal thyself, he was getting ahead of the game and the argument by knowing where they were already at and what they were going to say and answering back before they could even argue with him. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. knows ahead of us yeah. what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, good. So they're happy when he says, when Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Right. Wouldn't it be absurd to try to throw somebody off a cliff? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a big shift, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And is that the person you want to try to throw off the cliff, right? Maybe not. Yeah. I know, personally, one of the things I noticed this time was... uh, Right in the previous uh, section where Jesus is uh, being tempted, um, uh, Satan tells him to jump off a cliff. 
right? And so now you have a group right after that that is trying to throw Jesus off a cliff. And I think it is Luke's way of saying, you're, you're, you're moving in the wrong direction, right? Someone just tried to convince Jesus to do this. Now you're taking it a step further and trying to force it. Um, and so it just was interesting to me to go, wow, two, two scenes with Jesus and how does he respond differently in those moments? And um, yeah, yeah, so it was interesting to me too. Yeah, okay. I think we also need to remember Jesus is there to proclaim. He's there to speak out. Yeah. He is sent to speak out about God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that knowing he's going to anger people. But because of God's power, he, he's able to walk away. And, and we need, I mm. believe, we're, we need to not be afraid to speak mm. out. Mm. Good. It, yeah. it was so cool that he just walked through the crowd. I mean, <laughs> all these people must have been very upset if they were ready to throw him off of a cliff. Yeah. And so the rabble rousing and, I mean, I could just imagine the, the shouting and jeering and the, you know, hatred that was coming out of them. And he had the power to just peacefully just walk through the crowd <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. Interesting response. Yeah. I, I actually think if, that, if I was on the side of the people trying to throw him off the cliff, that'd be super unsettling. Yeah. Right? As, yeah. as a person who's practiced like engaging in, in some of those kinds of things, you know, if you're going to mob somebody and they just kind of walk at you and you know like, oh, they're not, they're just c- coming through. No fear. No, yeah, none. Like it's that super unsettling. Right? Yeah, yeah, really unsettling. Yeah. Uh, Jesus' message in this passage is very hopeful. What was not hopeful for me, though, was realizing, I think, the response to him today would be exactly the same, Mm. which is very disheartening to think about. and I think we see a lot of like mob mentality and how they're responding to him, you know, including like throw him off the cliff and whatever's best for the group. But um, yeah, I so it's kind of mixed feelings about this passage. Yeah, right. Because it's very easy if we see it just in the past, but when we bring it into our context and we realize, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that that digs a different way, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. It's a curious thing, just sort of reacting to it now, just mm-hmm. hearing this conversation about how they might have felt. They immediately took the view that just because he's for these other people, he's kind of not for us. Right. Which is a bit weird when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how do we feel about that? Do we feel like if, if God's for that person, are they still for me? Is God still for me? Mm. Just an interesting question to right. ponder. And that seems like a, a fairly common occurrence in Scripture. If you look at like the older brother in the, the prodigal son, right? Well, how come I didn't have all this, yeah. right? How come? Right. And the, the father was like, it was always there for you, right? And so, yeah. Oh, well. Anything else? So, 
Um, oh, wait, there's a couple more online. Um, oh, is the comment, physician, heal thyself, uh, comparable to uh, America first? Like a nationalism sort of thing. Whew. Certainly could be, yeah? Hmm. Well, I, I really appreciate everything that you all have shared. And one of the things I'm going to do is, because this is recorded, I'm going to go back and kind of write these things out um, and, and try to make them available. Because if we're going to say, you know, Jesus said, then I believe that Jesus is speaking through each of us to one another um, and, and I want to have these things in a space where, um, where we can still see them and engage with them uh, because I think it's very helpful. And I want you to take two, take these sheets home, keep digging through it, add your own questions. There might be things that you uh, discover in there that, that we didn't get at today. And so, so please keep on in that process. I, I think that this series is going to keep digging Right, that's, that's the feeling we've had um, in, in talking with a lot of you out of the kind of um, rename, restore, resurrect. I think those are the three. Um, came out of a couple of sermons from uh, Christmastide um, and talking with the elders. And so we're, we're looking at ways we can explore that collectively, like finding space that we can take to actually have those conversations, what things in our church need to be renamed, restored, resurrected. Uh, and, and we're going to try to make some space, particularly, I think, during Lent. Uh, so we're going to try to be building up towards that through this series. And then uh, during Lent, uh, we're going we're to try to make that space. So, um, yeah. And then the other thing is I want, you to, I want to encourage you to talk to each other, too. Right? Talk to people. Talk to as you're in this process. Uh, what are the things you're learning? What are the things you're experiencing? Um, and find ways to connect with people and, and keep doing that. I, I can say that I feel like this has been a really rich time. Um, I have heard a lot of really good things. Um, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm deeply thankful for all of you. So thank you for participating. Um, I'm going to call the worship team back up. Um, and then also want to let you know the prayer team is going to be up in just a moment. If you need prayer for anything or want to celebrate something, whatever you want to take before the Lord, uh, the, the prayer team is there to participate with you in that. Um, I'm going to pray. I don't have any questions because I gave you seven. Um, uh, so I'm going to pray and then we'll, the, the band will play for a moment and give us a, just a time to kind of sit. Uh, breathe in the stuff we've been talking about. It's been a really full uh, uh, morning. Um, but... Um, yeah, so we'll have a moment just to breathe and sit, and then we'll close with a song and a benediction. But let me pray first. Jesus, I, I realize, and I think we all realize, that um, sitting with you, sort of investigating what you said, um, is, is not... Uh, uh, I want to say safe... It's not safe for some of the ways we might be thinking, some of the things we might believe. Um, But uh, I do think it's good, uh, as C.S. Lewis said. Um, And I want us to be able to engage with you realistically, honestly, from where we're at. Um, And so I pray for these times we have, Lord, that they really would be the start of of something uh, for us 
God, that you would be moving and, and just like the disciples and the apostles sit with you and, and hear from you and have questions and go and maybe don't get it right and come back or maybe do get it right and come back and go and, and I just pray for that kind of movement with you that we would really see this as a time of we're, we're with Jesus and maybe in a way that we haven't for a while. Uh, so Holy Spirit, I pray you tune our hearts uh, to be able to participate in that well. Uh, yeah, ask that we hear from you clearly, Lord, and ask this in your name. Amen.